for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it and we're live welcome everybody this is the reality czar's podcast and we are host tonight nate and thomas hello and hey uh, we have some guests in the background. If you guys are watching the video version, uh, my beautiful wife is also here, and so is my little bratty baby. So you're going to hear a lot of him tonight. Um, and we are uh, we are fucking honored. Uh, I have some of my favorite people here, actually. Chud and Lanny. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, how you been, guys? You said it's winter over there, and you guys are... Yeah, it's winter. Lower. We've been we've been laying a little lower. Um, we haven't been podcasting quite as much. Well, Lanny has with the greener postures because that's all that's all new stuff. Yeah, we that's should, all me. Talk about the, that. the greener postures podcast. So I've been I've been doing that. Then the world as it is today is our pad, podcast we've been doing for the last year. We've taken a little break, but we should be back here in a week or two. That was fun. But for homestead stuff, there's only so much you can do, and it's just raining out constantly. So we're just like finding uh, caches of chicken eggs on the porch and. And just like trying to keep everybody fed and warm enough. And that's that's about it for now. <laughs> yeah, just yesterday we found uh, uh, 13 overlooked eggs on our front porch. Yeah, <laughs> That was always fun. I would find <laughs> eggs random places. We actually got rid of our chickens right before. Well, a little bit ago. I was going to say, oh, really? but now eggs are gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ooh, bummer. It's a good time to have chickens. It really is. <laughs> it was a good time to have chickens. I didn't have enough time to take care of them. So I gave them to some people that did. And so they're taking care of them right now. And I'm thinking about getting quail because they, uh, they're pretty fucking, they're pretty easy. And they're like mature in three months and then they're good for meat and they yeah. lay like crazy. And As long as you actually build a coop, I'll take care of them. <laughs> and they have the cutest yeah. tiny little eggs that you can just like take shots of. You can uh, build <laughs> a real, you can build a real uh, cheap coop for something small like that, you know, with a tur quick turnover rate like that. You know, if you're just doing it through the the clear months, you know, like spring and spring and summer, you know, you could yeah. you could uh, run run quite a few through like just like a ten by ten that you make out of PVC or something. I that's what I do. Do them completely seasonally and kill them all <laughs> before yeah. winter. Yeah. Every that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> That's what I do with, uh, I get like Cornish cross and, uh, run those through the summer just in, just, just in a little temporary coop. And once the, once they're fully mature, it's we, only four to six weeks for those guys. And they're like the yeah. ones we slaughtered last year where we're averaging like eight to 10 pounds. Yeah. We got a whole freezer full of chickens that are all the best you can ever eat. And mm -hmm. It's, 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 I mean, it's a lot of work. It's not even cheaper when you look at it, when you really suss it out, it's more expensive than buying chicken in the store. But the quality of that chicken and all of that, it's yeah, it's what it's so fed. much better. Yeah, mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, what what you kind of price difference are we talking about? Sorry, it, it was it was basically about the same as it would be if you bought like the really high quality, like um, what, uh, what, it, what something organic, chilled, air chilled, free range, like Mary's chicken from Whole Foods. Yeah, it was like they that, like right? massage it and they like yeah. slide <laughs> it down a little. They say they do. They yeah. absolutely yeah. don't, but they'll tell you they do. Well, it's, yeah, it's like uh, it's like mill spec, right? Like someone says mill spec, you're like, oh, that must be, you know, rugged and tough and made for the mill. Like, no, it was just like <laughs> the bare minimum quality that will match like all these specifications. So you yeah. can put that stamp yeah. on it. 
exactly yeah. and that's what that is with oh man my, like I don't, I don't know if it still is i used to i used to sell meat for a living and uh i got to know like free range chickens um like as far as like usda standards went to be able to put that on there all it required was for them to be able to to turn 360 degrees within a cage if they were able to move all the way around, that made it free range. Could, so could you put them on a little free. platform so that that just spins them around 300? The thing that led to that, if I, if I did my research right at the time was that there were too many chickens. We were, they were calling it inhumane because their feet were growing through the bottoms of the cages and the, and the flesh was growing around oh, the, the actual yeah. wire. So they like, you know, it, that's that's inhumane so we need to have free range chickens and the way they resolved that was to be able to have them have you know four more inches in in their cage so they had just yeah. enough room to be able to move their that's feet so gross uh, Dude, it worked out great because then they get to charge like i don't know 30 percent more for the fucking no. meat and, yep. well and they have to pay more to be like certified for all that, that stupid shit yeah mm -hmm. Do you They're think that uh, when we start growing meat in like petri dishes, that there's going to be a, a free range or like a homestead version of that where it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't do none of that corporate, you know, nonsense petri dish chicken. Like I make mine in, in the garage. It's yeah. a, it's original DNA chicken. It's not the modified DNA yeah. chicken to make it taste <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it's already been seasoned. This is that, so this I, that I, I'm, I'm all natural. <laughs> if that's what you know, it's a no GMO like. DNA starter or whatever. <laughs> it's like uh, when I'm in the kitchen fermenting, you know, and I'm like messing with different microbes and stuff to get what, exactly what I want. Is that in some days going to be just growing some kind? Oh, that's so gross to me. I can't even think of it. No, probably, man. You'll be lucky. You know what I mean? We'll be, be lucky to, to get that close to uh, what nature used to be. Oh, yeah, man. right. Seems like we're moving closer and closer to that all the time. I'm huh? just hanging on by my fingernails and they're taking us, dragging and screaming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> If it if it came down to it, would it be petri dish meat that came from like if you know it came from the DNA of like an heirloom chicken, you know for a fact, versus you're just eating crickets and cockroaches for the rest of your life? Well, that's a that's a rough question, man. I think I well, who raised the crickets and cockroaches? Because if this that's scenario is happening, question, yeah, I would be farming. Let's say the these are one, these are like the the high the high top shelf, you know, organic. Uh, non-GMO cockroaches and crickets and whatever. Then I go for the bug. Truly, it's going to come to which one can I do? Am I growing it in my own Petri dish? Maybe. Uh, definitely if that's all that I can can get for food if i'm gathering my own my own crickets uh you know i'm already I'll, looking I'll figure at, that i'll figure that shit out i've already that's been I have to survive researching on. mealworm farms so we could feed them to our chickens because they're kind of expensive to buy that and so if i mean that's just one step away from growing it for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of uh what do you think of uh um the impossible meat nate as a as a as a chef as a cook so we're having a baby meltdown right here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Time to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would think so that there's. What do like you guys nothing. think about it? Have you, have you I've guys never, both had it? I've, I've never, never had it. it. I've never seen it. I've never, I, I've never messed with it. Um, I, I can't imagine what it's like to cook with it. Um, you know, is it? Does it really act like meat? I don't know. That's kind of what they suggest, but. I, I mean, I've, I've tried a couple uh, here because they, they serve them at restaurants all the time. Like every, every major like burger chain around in like uh, Orlando, at least yeah. they usually have the option. So I've been with someone that's ordered the one and I've had a bite or whatever. And I mean, you can you can tell it's like uh, a, about 20 steps above a, a soy burger. 
if you've ever had the pleasure of having one of those before. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a morning star. Morning star. Yeah, like, like a morning star soy burger you know or something. What, it's it's definitely better than that. Burgers but... were pretty goddamn good. I like the old well, garden burgers. Those are like potatoes, vegetables, and beans that are smashed together. Yeah, butter. sure. I've had some yeah, vegetarian yeah. Burgers that people have made that have been good. Those are good, it's especially like if you're frying that in some kind of fat, so that's not <laughs> dry and disgusting. But I don't compare that to but an all beef. Same thing. Yeah. It, it's just. I always thought it was thing. so weird, though. Like, if if you really do believe and you want to just go vegan, right? Why even try and make like a fake meat version of and, like, vegan? Why it's not just bleed? So the one I, that I had, my actually had too. That. It's like. I mean, because I see it in the same way that, like, if I was a woman and I was a lesbian, I would be attracted to women. And I'm like, why do you always get a weird substitute for a man? They get, like, the most manliest woman. The one that's and mean then, to them and, and talks yeah, to them. It's like, it's like Diet Coke or something. Just drink the real thing. The Beyond <laughs> Meat. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny is the Beyond Meat uh, at the store that I shop at, the Winco here locally, is right next to where they keep like the uh, beef bones and the chicken feet, like the real weird meat section. Yeah. It's like next to like some lumpia, yeah, right, frozen is, lumpia huh? and like tamales yeah. and like chicken feet. And I'm like this, I go to buy chicken feet next to it's like the Beyond Meat in there. It's really weird. Uh -huh. It's almost always Dude. buy one, get one around here. Like they, I've never seen it sell for full price because it's just giving it away. No, one, no wants one wants it, that yeah. shit. No, they're running out of government subsidies for that shit. They were really really pushing it fucking hard for a minute and from the food service aspect like there was good money if i wanted to be like a sellout bitch and just start like pimping out like uh beyond beef and like if i would have started i could have started like a cooking youtube channel where i was like they would have fucking given me sponsorships and fucking money there was good fucking money like government subs it was the same kind of you should have like, you should have done it but just like doctor. stuffed stuffed an animal with the beyond me <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's a fucking was... chicken, yeah, with it, yeah, yeah. But dude. like that shit's gone now. Like there was serious money to be made for a minute. Like I could have made like one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, uh, going on tour, cooking dumb fucking that kind of bullshit. Those jobs were out and about for like what was that three years ago? Probably like yeah. three years ago. Uh, have you heard Matt from Granite State Spice Blends? Um, he was on uh, Char Charlie Robinson's show. Yeah. Oh, one of and Charlie Robinson's best episodes. Matt is a chef and he has a, yeah, the spice company out of New Hampshire. And he's, uh, he was talking about the Culinary Institute of America and all their ties with this like meat stuff and like cellular agriculture. It was really interesting. And Dude, they're not hiding it. They're called the CIA. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right. right and their there. logo is hella <laughs> sketchy too. Dude, I mean, they need like corporate executive chefs. Like, they need like connected people inside of big hotel chains. And so, if they need to fucking smoke somebody or something or keep an eye on someone, like, I swear to God, that's like they, they need a spy in a fucking hotel. You never know who's going to be there. Like, what, who, what politician's going to sleep with a prostitute or something? Like, hmm. I don't like because they also do front of the house stuff there too. They're, so, they're like training maitre d's and like waiters and that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's all I would not be surprised. It's, it's anytime there's a big rollout and a change in the food industry. I mean, if you look back at like when uh, Crisco came out, that was Procter and Gamble that put that together. They were candle, a candle maker and a soap maker, and they wanted to figure out what to do with this waste byproduct that we had from cotton making. So they made 
cottonseed oil, they couldn't make a good candle or a good bar of soap from it. So they said, let's use this new hydrogenation method that was invented and make this butter and lard substitute. And they did that and it tasted like ass and nobody had ever eaten it before, but they got like this crazy good marketing scheme. And you have to, what powers uh, were at play at that time to like sell it to housewives and say, that was, the, you know, how you love your family is if you start using this stuff instead of lard or butter. And, it's and good they were you. restaurants healthy. and everything else. Yeah. yeah, it was healthy, heart healthy. It's healthy yeah. for you. And and it's less work. You don't have to render your own fat to get the lard. You just, you know, you just go and you buy a, a how did they sell it? Kind of in bricks of it at the time. Bricks or in tubs. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. They, fuck, dude. Cause what you want is that nasty Mason jar full of old fucking bacon fat that grandma yeah. had been pouring. Yeah. Right. And like when, shit. when I was a kid, like I remember uh, my grandparents and people of my grandparents generation, they would always say, Oh, pies are terrible these days because they don't use, they don't use lard. Like we used to. Uh, because by the time we were kids, like it's all, it's all Crisco. Like yeah. Crisco is, is it, it, when, when people say, Oh, I used real lard. I think some people go, ew, that sounds gross. Yeah. You people know? do say that, or they think it's your fat. And I'm yeah, like, are you a lard ass then? Now huh? I'm, I'm the one rendering, rendering my own fat. <laughs> dude. And I make I lotion out of never like, got fat. called a lard ass all the time. Oh, I bet this never. is a yeah, beyond lard household. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my yeah. mom's old boyfriend that used to kind of beat me up and get me drunk, he'd call me Butterball, and oh. then he'd take me bowling, and then I'd always fucking get a gutter ball. He'd be like, Butterball gusts a gutter ball. Oh. <laughs> it's good, though. I mean, that's a good burn. You're not holding on to it, though. And at least he was getting you drunk, right? <laughs> Dude, and I used to piss in his Gatorades. I used to do all kinds of shit, so I got him back. <laughs> there you go. Oh, classy. Uh... Oh, drama. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, guys. Yeah, it's it's nuts what they do with uh, so, so many aspects of our food, though. You know, it, just in what we've talked about here tonight, you know, the the how they trick us into thinking it's a free range chicken. You know, how they trick us into thinking that it's uh, that it's it's healthy when it's really it's just a waste byproduct that that they're trying to figure out a way to not throw away. That was cottonseed oil at the time. It's now made from soybean oil. And uh, you have to wonder, what's what's the whole deal with soybeans? I think they at one time were actually food, you know, because they go back pretty far in like China and Asia and stuff. But whatever they're making that oil from now is not the same thing. Well, and it's kind of the same across the board with all seed oils. You know, you can't you can't squeeze it and get oil out of it. You know, it's yeah. it's not it's not something that you can just extract. It's a it's a chemical process that they use to remove that, that, you know, it it's it's really weird. You know, a lot of people. I, I don't know what it's like now, but uh, 20 years ago, a lot of people who would be vegetarian would be all set that like, it's so much more healthy. It's healthy. It's healthy. It's yeah. healthy. vegetable. It says and vegetable. all those, all those people were eating. Uh, and I was one of them. That's why I know this so well uh, <laughs> uh, was, was all vegetable oil. It was like all this vegetable oil and just bullshit. It wasn't, there was nothing healthy about the diet. Well, have you guys ever heard of the China study? Yes, yeah, the, that was because uh, that that one was has been cited the most, at least uh, in a lot of that sort of community that I've come across, where people go from being red meat eaters to being, you know, almost pescatarian or just vegetarian, and a lot will cite the China study, and it seems like it's been kind of disproven in a number of different ways. It was it was basically a way to convince people that this cheaper diet that they like they could no longer afford the staples but that's a great thing because it's actually better for you that you can't afford red mm -hmm. meat anymore 
just eat you know the the beans and the carrots and and you know the leafage the the china study and the seven country study both were famously known to promote um you know uh, saturated fat being the cause of high cholesterol and heart disease but both of them were found to have selected the areas that they study that they like the seven country study was actually i think 21 countries and they cut it down to seven and they kept the seven countries that fit their narrative and they dropped all the other ones that didn't so Mm -hmm. it, it was like but that i mean that's what we adopted as um the guidance for the the food pyramid and everything else that yeah. came after that it's what's still going on right now jay bizzle fucking released his dietary guidelines like his recommendations and shit and it's like fruity pebbles is better for you than eggs yeah you saw that like pretty that. graph that's so nice Dude, i'm like well, again it's like hamburger was on the bottom how, how lucky your are we that hates you yeah like this is what they're telling you is good for it's, you. it's not good yeah. for you but it's like, how lucky are we that it's that it's this cheap artificial crap that they can just make mountains of, uh, yeah. you know, subsidized that mm-hmm. happens to be better for you than that stuff that's getting really expensive. So right. it's actually it's a good thing. It's so good. It's so good to feel better. And it's all enriched. Don't worry. The the nutrients that are lost in the processing are going to be added back in in synthet- synthetic form. So we make sure your body gets what it needs. Like actual iron shavings <laughs> like, <laughs> and synthetic B vitamins like riboflavin. Like I'm obsessing with an enriched thing lately. Cause it's like all this time I've thought of trying to eat food that, you know, like, uh, was better made. And then I wasn't even noticing the stuff they were putting in it. I was seeing stuff that might be missing from something, but not that they were adding stuff that I don't want either. You know what I mean? So it's like all any, pretty much any wheat product that's not organic. seems like organic doesn't have the enriched thing all the time but everything that isn't all has these vitamins and nutrients minerals whatever added back into the food and and something that i like to to ask myself and ask other people too is to to just think about like the hidden ingredients that would be within those ingredients you know it's enriched with vitamins well where are those vitamins coming from they're all probably sourced from different places yeah what are they made out of it's uh you know if someone's trying to be vegetarian for instance are any of those vitamins coming from meat you know like they they might be eating meat product down in there somewhere that they have no idea you 100 percent are dude 100% oh yeah are. when For i was sure. in culinary school they we did a, a food ethics class and my presentation was on how it's impossible to be vegan in an industrialized world because of all the different byproducts that are in everything fucking everything has well, beef byproducts specifically and I had I had a this is gonna sound kind of random, but um I've been watching all the old Disney movies lately, and there was this um when the movie Bambi came up, it was interesting because the result of that movie actually triggered a whole bunch of people that that wanted to end you know deer hunting, um and it, it obviously didn't work out, uh but it was because of of like that scene where like you know Bambi's mom dies, spoiler oh, yeah. alert, but I, I start looking <laughs> I start looking into like. The logic behind that and it was interesting that that a lot of deer in that particular area of like the you know like the northern east coast essentially uh or the, the northeast rather um they don't have a lot of natural predators outside of cars and human hunters mm-hmm. so if if you were to just imagine a world in which people actually just outright banned like you you're not allowed to hunt deer anymore even though they're you're not like a uh you know a even if they're, they're a thriving species and not going extinct, if you just stop hunting them, all of a sudden we would be competing with them against the food that we're trying to raise 
to sure. replace yeah. them as a protein source. And now all of a sudden, like, what do you do? And then if you prevent them from eating that and they start overpopulating, what would he just like watch them all slowly starve and yeah. die? It it's just this really interesting pair. Like, there's, there's no real answer without a human intervening and doing something Dude, about it right deers are them. weird and gross and they'll start cannibalizing like people think that deers are vegetarians they're not <laughs> that you watch them eat birds you watch them eat their own babies and shit deer are gross also all those motherfuckers then the lyme disease goes up the ass because those fuckers have so many ticks on them well you yeah, can turn that back around the cia again though <laughs> yeah. yep yeah you can 100 percent yeah, I remember seeing Bambi when I was a kid. My dad was a, a hunter and we had deer heads on the wall and I saw that and I was just like had so many so many big feelings, but you know, <laughs> I still ate the jerky and the sausage. It was fine. The venison, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good. My wife uh when she was in college, like uh, a group of like hippie vegans like were offering people money if they'd watch one of those horrible videos like Meet Your Meat. That was like one of them or something mm -hmm. like that, where they like graphically show you the CAFOs oh, yeah, and slaughtering pigs and stuff. And so they they were gonna pay her five bucks, and she was like, "Sure, I'll watch it." So she like watched the half hour presentation or whatever, and they're like, "Okay, have you changed your mind?" She goes, "I'm gonna go buy a cheeseburger." It was a five bucks, <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. I remember they were they gave those DVDs out at um, like some concert festival I was at. When I was, you know, 15 or something, I, I, don't, I remember I was seeing Primus, something like Enfest or something in Seattle. And they had a like, uh, PETA had a tent there and they were giving out DVDs for Meet Your Meat. And so I see a DVD and it's free and I'm like, sure. And then, yeah, I watched that and it was like, it was, it's fucking disturbing. Because yeah. what people don't realize, this is not what it means to be a carnivore. This is what it means to support the industrial food system. And this is not the way animals are supposed to be treated. I, you know, like that was so beyond my understanding at 15 or whatever I was when it's beyond, you know, face it, it's beyond most people's understanding. Like they like a lot of it's it's hard for for me to wrap my head around it sometimes. But I remember that there are a lot of kids who've never picked an apple off a tree and eaten it. You know, they it's a all food comes from a store. They don't really put a source behind it. And then they see something like that, which those are really shocking. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen the specific one that anybody's talking about here, but I've seen things like that and they are shocking and they're horrible. And it, and it's exposing something that's really fucked up. And well, there's probably a reason why it's be illegal to film that shit. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Like um, it's, it's, it's all really messed up, but they, that to put that on all meat is absolutely insane because those are horrible circumstances and that is yeah that's mcdonald's yeah it's so gross. let's stop going to mcdonald's but i'll you know what I'm saying? advocate as like a kid that grew up poor as fuck like as fuck i could we could go down to like winco and get like an entire pack of fucking pork chops for like four dollars mm -hmm. you know what i mean like oh yeah it's gross yeah. but like no it's not it's not just the last few years that we've actually been able to source better meat and it's still not all of it. You know, sometimes when we have to, we buy the pork butt from the cash and carry or the, you know, chef store or whatever yeah. um, to make sausage, but it's like harder to come by. And it's like, if you're in a place where there's farms nearby and you can now find somebody that cheap. raises things well, then now you the can get it pretty cheap. Meat isn't even cheap anymore. No, it's right. not. I know the Winco meat's not even what it used to be. And even like hot dogs and stuff like that are expensive. Like Do bar s bullshit, like cocks and wieners. It's mm -hmm. like five dollars for a pack of those hot dogs. Yeah, that's nuts.
Well, I had a group and, of and friends McDonald's that used burger. to go in on like uh, they would go in like a, on like a quarter cow or like a quarter pig or something and just yeah. split it up yeah. and everyone. And even that now, it's like you might as well order Omaha steaks for the price that it would cost to do that, even if you have to butcher it all yourself. So we get a half a cow from a local farmer. It's grass fed. And they, uh, it, the half cow lasts our family of four, which our kids are little, so but about a year. And it's it comes out to five bucks a pound. And it's like, if you're talking, we're having T-bone steaks and ribeye um, for five bucks a pound, but we're also paying five bucks a pound for our hamburger. You know yeah, what I mean? Paying, we're paying five bucks yeah. a pound for hamburger, but we're also paying five bucks a pound for filet mignon, you know, like. Uh, but the last time we bought it, it was um, four bucks a pound. So it's like in one year, it went up a dollar a pound and that's the biggest increase we've seen. So it's, I mean. Which is the, huge when you're buying that much meat. The price of know? hay and the price yeah. of fuel and everything else that went up during that, that growing year, you know. But it feels damn good to have a half a cow in the freezer. And then I render the fat to make tallow and I make lotion like tallow balm and stuff for from the fat. And I, I've got, uh, you know, we're doing other projects with it. You got the bones for the dog and the and bone broth and everything. So you get more, and the organs. We have tongue and we have uh, we have liver and stuff that you can't just, you don't just get at store. And if you do, it's kind of you gross. You don't want to, dude. Yeah. Do you want the liver of one of those fucking pigs that was tortured? Like, no, geez. no, you don't. Yeah, that's, that's where all the stress the hormones are. Yeah, yeah, and filters the toxins. That's what its job is. Yeah, no thanks. But that happy grass-fed cow that got killed on its own plot you know didn't even have to travel to a slaughterhouse uh th that one i'll eat that liver fucking a yeah dude i got some my wife's aunt had a shit ton of pigs i think i killed the last one she was trying to get rid of her so her husband died and he was the pig farmer and then she just had a fuck ton of pigs and so i've been killing i've been killing her pigs little by little i mean i can't i don't have that much fucking room so for for meat and things like that but i just did the last one not that long ago and so my freezer is completely full of oh, yummy man. fucking wild, basically pig. It's yeah. like 300 fucking pounds of meat in there. Oh, and you're doing all that work yourself too. So, you know, like I was saying with the, with such the a chickens pain in the at the beginning, it's like but when you put, when you put all the work in though, I mean, there's so much more to eating that food, I believe. Dude, Jesus Christ. Picking that thing up. I thought I was, I was like, my asshole is going to fall out. <laughs> how much weight are you picking up dude it was like 300 pounds i made my son and one and a couple of his dumb buddies come and help me and it still took everything to keep my asshole inside of my body <laughs> terrible. clench bend knees and lift yeah. just like overextend and jerk <laughs> just keep clenching though oh, dude man. well someone was making a point the other day and and I think they're absolutely right. If you want to get all like metaphysical and woo woo, it's like the energy, right. Of like these tortured animals. Uh, we're ingesting that like the majority of America, like these, these fucking animals are like fucking pinned up and tortured and mm -hmm. just like, they have to sit there inside of a fucking cage. And it, that's almost more of the, like, sorry, I had a beer burp. Um, <laughs> it's almost more of like the, what's the word for it? But I mean, the conditioning, right? And it's yeah, like you're yeah. eating that and that's becoming part of you. And it, it like there's there is something to that. Like there's trauma and things that are like embedded in like your cell structure and your DNA and things like that. And so then we're ingesting that and making that part of our cellular structure and making yeah. that part of our protein and putting that into our muscles, into our body. And uh, like, I think we're probably ingesting some of that weird trauma and like that fucking 
No. Could it be any worse than the microplastics we're also getting in the exact same bite, though? <laughs> yeah. I know it all works in, in it's, well, yeah, it's a delicious <laughs> mix. Yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead. Well, I was, I was wondering, like, uh, on the devil's advocate side of that, too, like, what about the plants, though? Like, are the plants not screaming in pain as we chop them down and we're just blind? Spray we're just, them with like, poison def- and, yeah, everything and spraying else. them down. And yeah. so, I okay. Mean, is, is there anything we can murder and kill that, that doesn't isn't like willingly going right with the smile on its face? Well, if I found out a wild animal, I don't I don't care if it like dies in horrifying pain. I, I mean, I don't want it to die in horrifying pain, but I mean, like if it lived like a nice, happy fucking life, it was like a wild goddamn deer and like, I don't know, like fucked a bunch of broads and had a, like a wild fucking awesome life and ate a bunch of fucking bullshit. Then you kill them and then you eat them. Like you're does that mean veal doesn't exist anymore? Huh? Is what about veal? Is veal? Well, if they're if the if the calf's life was good during the time it was alive, yeah. then I, and so, it, and it ends quickly, I think it can be fine. So what I would say yeah. about this is like I, like I, I tend to buy into what you're talking about, like things being able to hold energy and stuff like that. Like it's uh, you know just a personal belief. It's not something I you know not a hillhead die on by any means or anything like that. But that's what I'm talking about when I say that the chickens that we raised and slaughtered ourselves, like they taste better to me. I feel like I'm getting more from it, and I think that's because. I know the whole process because I was there and I know that those chickens were never abused in their entire existence. And I know that I said, I personally said a prayer before taking the life of each and every one. And I thanked them. And I went through that process and my wife and my friends and I all worked together to, to defeather and, you know, put them through the whole process. And then I, I think I'm taking something really good in, and maybe it's all in my head, but I'm okay with that being the case too. It's all in my head. And I really enjoy that. So now if I say it's not in my head, but it's real, if it's just energy that's going into it, whether it's a vegetable or whether it's an animal, uh, if so, if it's, if it's part of an industrial, uh, crop that is farmed by machinery and the only humans that ever come in contact with it are people who are just having a day at work and they're pissed off. Like I am when I'm at work, you know, like I, it's like, it's that, that's, that's, that energy would be getting put into that food like no no very little human energy and when it is it's a guy driving a truck who's who's like pissed off because he didn't get enough sleep the night before. well let, let me ask you what if it's like a huge industrial version of that right but it's all robots that are being very very nice to the animals <laughs> can constantly. a robot be nice though i don't know well then it would have no human interaction at all i don't know yeah like would would, would it have no energy embedded or taken away from it at that point you know i'm not i'm not trying to advocate I mean, they, they, they could AI play it like over the pa they could just be like you're all very good cows you're doing great jobs great, great job cows <laughs> you know positive what affirmations I've... We've talked about it, this before. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. We've talked about this before in the case of like when you walk into a restaurant, especially if you've worked in restaurants before, you know what I mean? You walk in and you know, like the, the place is not having a good day. Like the affect is like you could tell the wait staff is grumpy. They're rushed. They look disheveled like that. You could look back into the kitchen and you can see that they're they've something fucked up along the way. And, and it's just been a cascade you know that food you're going to sit down and get is not going to be as good as when you walk into a restaurant where everyone's in a good mood and they're kind of at the top of their game and you look back in there and they're just like all kind of working together. And it's like, um, you can, you can get that feeling in your food just from the way people are handling it. And then, but you don't get any feeling from a vending machine. (laughs) So I don't know. There's that machine. That was like my first, um, I don't know, experience with like woo woo was like, and it's absolutely right. And it's exactly what you're saying. I had a fucking chef that like 
All right. So like, let's say the waiter fucked up a thing. Right. And, and then the, he didn't put the ticket in. And then he's like, dude, I really need this. And then he gave me the like he told me the wrong fucking steak temp or something. Now I have to refire it. I used to fucking scream at the waitstaff, you stupid motherfucker, you know, and just like mm-hmm. freak out. And then like my chef like took me aside and was like, look, dude, yell at him after service. <laughs> He's like, because <laughs> right now, he goes, if you make that waitress or waiter fucking like cry or just like make them freak out and they have to like mask and go to the table and just be like, hi guys. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. And you know, like you're, you're affecting the whole flow of the entire restaurant. You're like bringing that energy out to the dining room. You're like, you're doing yeah. all this stuff. And he's like, and it's not making you feel any better and it's not getting no. the food. It's any also faster. in a material sense. You're going to yeah. get a lower tip. Yep. There's going to be fewer yeah. tips that night, you know, things yeah. like that. So I that was like my first experience of like grow up retard. Quit and like everyone makes mistakes. Quit yelling. You fucked up too. So shut up and get the steak back on. And Just like, yeah, right. get it on with get on with it. Yeah, for yeah sure. right, right. And I think I think with all that energy in the food, like as as crops and things like that go to, you know, it's like what I'm not advocating that nobody eat, you know, regular food no, ever eat whatever again. Whatever the fuck you want to. But I do encourage everyone to try growing something. You know, like, because then, then if you put good energy into it all the way, then you know you're getting something good. You might be getting good energy out of the stuff you're getting out of the store too. I'm, I'm painting it like all of those. Oh yeah. All, all your beef is going to be what we see in the PETA videos. That's not necessarily the case. It might be, but <laughs> it might be. But you know, I don't have any way to know that with with certainty or proof or whatever. Um, and it's the same with any vegetables. It could all just be machinery too. So it's like not taking in any kind of energy from humans at all. Of course, then is it taking the energy from the humans that built the machinery? Because oh, well. they put their, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But I do, at the end of the day, I just encourage, I, I personally really enjoy eating food that I had my hands dirty on the whole process. The more of the process, the more I'm satisfied and that's that's what i like to to recommend to others. and plus you've got control over what you feed your food right because i'm thinking Mm -hmm. that even in like the most ideal situation where all of your cows and chickens are truly free range and they can walk around and stuff but they might still be getting just like the remains of their tortured parents you know what i mean that came from the farm next door yeah yeah so (laughs) So, I mean, I, I guess it goes all the way down, right? You'd have to kind of like maintain the generational food lines of your food and its food to yep. really have like some kind of picture over, you know, how and that would is. be beautiful for me and everyone else to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't I don't see that ever happening. No, it's super fun to like, uh, you know, hatch our own chickens from our own eggs. Right. It is. But we also put them in an incubator. And like, how good is that for the unborn chicken fetus? <laughs> like, good. I don't... <laughs> when, and I was looking recently into like some some like really ancient they, they found these like these cave paintings and they saw like dots and lines next to a bunch of animals. And they usually just they originally thought, oh, just like a, a design aspect they're starting to note that some of those dots and lines corresponded to the exact months that it would take for certain animals to gestate and the exact months in which, you know, some animals like chickens, for example, there were certain times of the year in different parts of the world that they happened to just always, you know, be born around these use two or three months so that they would actually be able to like live their lives and craft stories. And that's why certain stories 
and animals would be associated with certain gods or with certain sort of themes. And it all had to do with like, you know, this goddess of this particular plant and this particular animal. Well, it was because, you know, that goddess represented November through January and therefore like certain animals. So, so it was like, there was a different reality that these people lived in where just the, just knowing that you saw a baby chick men, Oh, I know what season that we're currently in. And I know what comes after this. And I know what the opposite of this is because then I would have said it, I seen a pig, you know, baby piglets, you would only see one time of the year. Um, but since even if, even if you do everything right, right, you can incubate the animals you can breed them in artificial kind of settings like forcefully breed the animals and just make it so you're constantly getting new piglets every month if you wanted to but that's kind of also not the original way that no. they would sort of progress no. through the seasons i mean humans are I, so far away from i like to think of it as the idea like a, a another one of those uh you know borderlines on with the woo-woo aspect of 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 energy and stuff but i just think that uh i think that what is what is available from the farm or from the, from, from the earth should dictate what's on the menu, not have the menu dictate what we're, what we're farming. It's a huge you know what shift I mean? though. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're like, I think we're probably like uh, at least hundreds, if not thousands of years away from that being the case, you know uh, it's um, it, it's, we, we don't, we want something. If we want pigs, if we want to eat pork and we want to eat it year round, we'll make that happen now. Um, it's not, it's not something where it's like, ah, this is the time of year where we get to eat X because it's available. You know, we talk about it with, uh, uh, Lanny makes a lot of sauerkraut and sauerkraut is something that you make in the summer as the, as the cabbage comes in, you know, you get your cabbage in the summer, you make your sauerkraut and that's good for, in, if we're doing it in a, a, a buried, uh, cave kind of situation, a cellar, you know, that's good for about a year Mm -hmm. by the end of the year, that's real mushy. But it's real crispy. So I love it when it's when it's fresh, when it, when you have like, you know, just 20, 30 day old sauerkraut like that's that's amazing stuff that on a good bratwurst. Oh, I'll die for it. But it, we, but we have it all year. But it's like in a more modern sense, like maybe 100 years ago, people had cat they had their sauerkraut all year, but you ate it one way in the summer and you ate it a different way in the winter. They were probably cooking it by the time it was mushy and you're eating it raw earlier on, you know? It's the same thing as like, I'm learning cheese making right now. And it's like, oh, all the like natural microbes that you need to make cheese are already there in raw milk. And you just have to give them the right uh, set of circumstances and then it ages and it doesn't mean you can't eat it sooner than six months it just means it's probably at its best at six months you could eat it yeah. sooner than that and you could eat it longer and it was it's cheese wasn't just a delicious food it was a way to preserve milk so that you had milk during the times that your cow wasn't giving milk mm-hmm. and so it's just like all these things that we know now like they used to make more sense with the, the sky clock with nature with all of that mm-hmm. well it's the same thing with meat too like what the french used to do like uh, people hear of like duck confit or something like that. Uh, that was a way to preserve. So confit came from the word confire, which meant to preserve. And so like what you do when you make like duck confit, uh, you you take like a thigh typically because they're juicier and you fucking rub that thing down with like salt, like salt and pepper and crack, whatever, add some fresh thyme, some garlic, and you like wrap it up and you let it sit for a while and kind of cure it's almost like uh, like you're like corning it almost, right? Like mm-hmm. corned beef status. Yeah, yeah. And then you submerge it in its own fat and you slowly fucking cook it. Like low as slow as fuck until it's just butter tender and falling apart. And then they would put these in these like jar, 
like uh, carafes, like clay clay jars, right? And they would cover it with its own fat, and then they would put it in like a cool cellar. And then, like duck confit is good right away, but it's good as fuck like six months later. Uh-huh. That's like, po- uh, like potted meats. They would do that with mm-hmm. other kinds of meat as well. Yeah, just like cook it so slow and it's fat. And then you're encasing it in fat, so there's no oxygen exposure or anything. Exactly. Yeah, and then it just keeps developing. I mean, that's amazing. It sounds I'm seriously <laughs> salivating. That sounds yeah, really good. It's so goddamn good. It's so salty. And then like, but you like put juniper berry, you put like some like some other like things to make it like kind of sexy and yummy. And mm-hmm. then you take it when it's cold and you throw it in a pan with some of its fat until you get that fucking skin like a potato chip and that skin is just crispy and the meat is just falling the fuck apart it's like this feels i can lust yeah i can i get myself worked up you've got me worked up talk dirty to me (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah we're totally not food sobs though you know like uh there's a once in a while trip to like a taco bell or some total piece of shit kind of thing i was on uh ryan dean's show dangerous world where he just when he what what are the episodes called conspiracy break room room. yeah where he just talks shit about fast food for like two hours yeah we and him went for like two and a half hours just talking about i had to disagree with you oatmeal fucking oatmeal pies (laughs) Those oatmeal cream pies are where they're at for the fucking. Oh, oh you listen. Like, okay. Debbie. I, I listen. To <laughs> little it. Debbie. I like the nutty, nutty. What did I say? Nutter butter? Yeah. Or nutty. Yeah. But, uh, those nutty, are good. Nutty those, bars. Those are yeah. definitely your favorite. I, anything though. with peanut butter when it comes to sweet. They should stuff. just make like a jar of hydrogenated fucking like a uh, pine oil or oil, a palm oil, the one that kills the fucking pandas, whatever, and just <laughs> load it with like yellow. 40 and red five and that's it it's just like that's what it is yeah that's the whole fucking they just (laughs) (laughs) i love it yeah i think that i just saw there's like a new hot sauce that's like mountain dew flavored baja blast or something hot sauce (laughs) yeah it was like a barbecue sauce sauce. and i totally was like oh i think i'm thinking of ryan dean when i saw that and then like he posted on his instagram i was like oh i i totally thought of you when i saw that and he's like (laughs) I have an image. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, you got you get you know uh, you talk about as like shit food as much as that guy does. You kind of get a reputation, I guess. I mean, the, it is America, right? Like sometimes you have to embrace the the good and the bad of America. And part of the the good and bad of America is Baja Blast hot sauce. Well, I mean, and it's just like nostalgia, if nothing else, because I'm like I was I was not raised like farming or anything. My mom's from New Jersey. Like I was just uh, you know eating like top ramen and and cup of noodles and macaroni and cheese craft food stuff it's it's like, funny because i did grow else. up on a farm but it was just like too much work for uh for my family uh so it was just you know like move move closer to the city and just like you were saying earlier nate where you would go and buy the frozen pork chops but it happened to be like the industrial version well my exact same version of that was mcdonald's had back in the day they had like 19 cent hamburgers and my oh, parents yeah. would just go to McDonald's with a $20 fucking bill and you'd have hamburgers for the next like three weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you put that them in the freezer the at that point. Right, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. We you had like it done with science. You pop oh. it out, you put it in the microwave for about fucking 10 seconds. And then if you can handle a cool, cold center, then the rest of it is fine. <laughs> it's like flaming on fire on the outside. And just yeah, frozen yeah. Yeah. It burns exactly. your mouth, but it's too <laughs> cold microwaves at the same like time. But you develop like like a taste for that particular method of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that it's was fine. like me getting the perf- perfect microwave uh, Papa Murphy's pizza. <laughs> like leftovers like okay it was yeah. like 
like five seconds and then it needs another pinch of salt because I'm a fat pig. <laughs> I yeah, love dude. salt. I put it on everything. Oh, yeah, salt's not, good for you. On salt everything. Uh, I have like 20 different kinds of salt in the house too. <laughs> like oh, I'm, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a shame to say, but I've also got a little shaker of accent, which is just pure fucking MSG crystals. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You got, you got to get no salt. That's like potassium instead of sodium. Like, I, I don't know like what that is even <laughs> like, there's like three different weird uh, potassium benzoate or some stuff. And I'm like, I need to research that and see. It's have you guys ever heard of the miracle berry or ever tried miracle berry? No. I've so, heard of this. So Miracle Berry is like it's a, some fucking berry out in wherever, like outside of the, the States, I think. But after you eat it, it basically like inverts your taste buds in a way that anything that's su supposed to be extremely sour is incredibly sweet. And you can taste like really savory foods and it makes them taste more like creamy and buttery. And it just throws what? and it makes it so that you can eat foods that you typically like and they taste, you know, absolutely different and uh, try all kinds of stuff. I, I highly recommend at least looking into them. Yeah, I, I heard something about that once, but I Miracle never, Berry. I never yeah. did my own research or anything. Yeah, and people, people, uh, it was weird because they first they tried marketing it as like a crazy party trick, but I mean, it like it like upsets your taste buds for the rest of the night. So it's well, kind what of a if weird you? Experience. I mean, if you had a really big sweet tooth, this could be a diet situation. Well, that's the the other thing right? too is that now all of a sudden you can just kind of like put a tiny little piece of lemon in your mouth and it tastes like you just had a, a huge rush of sugar right or a little yeah. bit of lemon in water and it tastes like soda uh-huh wow that that's i that would be a trip to try I yeah love that. i heard that i think marketed as like a diet thing like a diet yeah. fad that would like make yeah like brussels sprouts taste like fucking bacon and shit like that yeah. What I'd about like, uh? I'm curious. Oh, Brussels sprouts should be cooked in bacon like fat. Know, and taste I don't a bit know like bacon in the first place. <laughs> no, no argument there. Same with scallops, right? Scallops yeah. should be cooked some, in bacon and fat. Too. Something, some kind of ha salty pork fat. Have you guys tried uh, stevia or have any thoughts on stevia? I, I've tried it as a powdered sweetener and I really don't like it, but I mm -hmm. really don't like any artificial sweeteners, but my cousin grew some. And so but is that artificial? Had... It's not really artificial. Sweetener, I guess it's, right? not, it's, it's like natural... a, it's like a powder and it is a natural thing, but it was like Don't a powder and my, sugar substitute. It tasted like any of the other artificial ones kind of in my, the way I, you know, like I perceived it or whatever, but my cousin grew it and she had like the green leaves and she put it mm -hmm. in some tea and yeah, it was yeah. like really sweet but it was like something like I'd never had before. I didn't really like it, but I, I like unsweetened iced tea. So it wasn't, I don't know, but that was, I thought it was kind of cool yeah, that she could grow it even around here. People I trust have, have told me that they believe that it's like good for you, at least not bad for you, if not actually good for you. It's but I've only tasted fucking... it. I've only tasted it a few times and I, it, I didn't like the flavor of it, the taste mm -hmm. of it. The first time was uh, we'd, we'd had a party a few years ago and someone brought, some stevia soda and i think that also has yeah, yeah i think it might have also had but i didn't i didn't know what it was and they like left one and i don't know it was in, a, in the fridge for six months or something and one day i was like oh there's a soda like i, I really uh, want a soda and well, I that's the worst the circumstance and i took a drink and i was like what, what is this crap <laughs> like dude i mean that's like my mom my mom is diabetic and has tried every type of sweetener tried it every time like it's fucking gross they use what's the other bullshit that they use now there's another thing that they use um and it's okay it's it's closer to sugar and it's supposed to be held monk fruit monk fruit like, yeah monk i don't like sweetener. that like but I it's not the same it's anything. weird 
yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like, like aftertaste. You got to trick yourself yeah. into thinking this is sweet. Well, I think um, if you just drink it all the time, you'd kind of like for well, you don't well if you truly cut out real sugar, then at a certain yeah. point, you just associate that with being the sweet sensation, not necessarily yeah. what sugar. Because if you'd like. never had a fucking Coca Cola, like an oh, ice cold, like a Mexican Coke, Mexican let's say Mexican, Coke, Coke, yeah, yeah. that cane sugar, yeah, <laughs> and then you had a fucking Zevia, you'd be like, oh, this is pretty good. This if you'd never fun. had the real yeah, thing, bubbles. right? Like right. my yeah. son likes all kinds of weird shit because I don't give him sugar. So oh yeah, our two-year-old thinks still raisins are the best thing in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, our kids like crazy for berries, like blueberries, raspberries, any of that. Because all last summer we just go out to the garden, and that was like the babysitter. I just let him into the berry patch so I could do other stuff. Or pears. Pears, yeah, from the pear tree, and, and it's true. It's like he knows those those things are sweet, and that's like there's a big payoff for eating them and there's a reason they're sweet we're supposed to want to eat that uh i don't drink like sodas anymore because i'm like pretty sensitive to sugar so i have to i have to watch it but i can really taste like the flavor of something like monk fruit and it's it's just weird to me it's It's like it's it's weird to me that it's like sugar but it's not it's sweet but it's not sugar i don't know if that makes sense if i am gonna have something sweet i'm just gonna have the real thing that it goes back to being a lesbian and like getting a man that or a woman that kind of looks like a and you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Just a sweetener. Everything relates to being a lesbian. <laughs> I mean, really, if you dig deep enough. Well, with the gay guys, too, it's like if I was attracted to men, I'd want like a burly man, like yeah. kind of like you, Chud. Look at that, like the plaid exactly. shirt, and the beard, and stuff. Like, why am I why am I after like a guy that's trying his best to pretend to be a woman? Let's see, Twink is what are we doing here? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird because when I was a lesbian, I liked girls that looked like Chud, and now here we are. I mean, it just worked out. <laughs> but now you've realized yeah, you're just funny. a hobosexual. I'm a hobosexual, yeah. I like guys that look like Dirty Santa. <laughs> yeah, there's a little hobo. Yeah, hobos can be kind of... Well, they can't. I, I live out here in Portland, and the hobos here are not sexy. No, it's different. It's different. He's like the old-timey hobo. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. well, what else is a hobo but the ultimate bad boy? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, right. They don't well, follow anybody's rules. Nobody's with rules. their bindles and sticks walking down <laughs> yeah. the railroad tracks. Again, yeah, I get jealous sometimes because, like, I look at them, especially during summer and winter. I'm not jealous of them, but during summer, like, they're they have a bunch of pallets and they're making these sweet, like, fucking forts, and yeah. they're just like kicking it. I'm I'm an asshole. I'm driving to work right now. Yeah. They're not at work. They're at work oh, yeah. right now. They're no sitting car on the payment, fucking chair. no responsibilities. I had some yeah, hobo no responsibilities. Envy. I see him like roasting weenies and Would shit. Would you ever want to like get fingered by a hobo, though? No. <laughs> but I want what? No. Would you ever want to get fingered by a hobo? No. no. Dude, can you I mean, with the little the gloves with the cutoff fingers yeah. and everything? I mean, <laughs> when I was like 20. When I was it's like just 20. like calluses with fucking nails growing out of them. And just grimy just and dirty. So much dirt. When I, when I was like twenty, though, I I had uh, I I just ter- I just coined the term hobo envy uh, a little bit of not that I envied their fingers uh, or or <laughs> any or of their toes. their ha- their habits in a lot of ways, but there was like this like fuck like you said I'm driving to work right now and I'm pissed off and look at this dude he's fucking just like drinking a beer on the side of the road flying a sign that says I need money. And some people are actually giving him money. He and might be like, making yeah. a lot more than you too. Just hanging may, out, yeah, yeah, exactly. And Tech he's free. just chilling. That guy is fucking. And they're free. day drunk on I'm Tuesday. I'm not free. That guy's yeah. free. Yeah. 
He's like masturbating in, in public. He's like day drunk. He's like he's living his best life. Yeah. He's I mean you're you're describing Diogenes, bro, the original cynic philosopher, right? The guy that that uh didn't even move out of the shade for Alexander the Great. So I mean you're in good company if if you really want to live like that. It's if you're I, talking those kind of almost tools, like the it. screaming crazy ones that are like on meth and then just like nodding off and stuff. That's that's sad. Yeah, so ones that are hearing voices in their heads and you know the terrible, terrible uh, uh, drug problems Dude, and things like that. No joke. It's very sad. So many times I think that schizophrenia are, it's just people that are more sensitive yeah. and there's shit they going on it. around those. They, well, there's just, stuff flying around in the airwaves all the time. There. They're picking up on stuff. Uh, targeted individuals is the uh, the the subject that freaks me out more than just about anything that I get into in the conspiracy world. It's uh it's a pretty it's a pretty yeah like the the V two K the voice to skull the voice to skull themes yeah. and. And, and you hear about uh, shit with people in in Seattle with the fucking Amazon doing running tests on people and stuff. I don't know. It can get if, if you buy into it, which I may or may not. Sometimes when I'm listening to people go hard yeah. at it, it's pretty freaky. Amazon is basically an extension of the CIA. Like all the weird shit they're doing. I would not surprise me if that's where MK Ultra moved or like where part of it moved. Like. Yeah, of course they're like fucking with people. I wouldn't say move. I'd say better say place like expanded. Expanded, yeah. exactly. And like, what would be a better place in Seattle? Nobody's watching these hobos. You can like really fuck with them. You have a whole army of people to play with. Yeah, Seattle's a perfect. And you place. can also blame it on China if it really gets out of hand. Mm-hmm. All the stuff from Amazon's from China anyway. Yeah, and you know, and if in general you get into like like transhumanism and shit like that, and just I don't know. Like, like, you don't even have to go there. If you just start looking, examining, like, um, all the signals that are constantly going through the air that are passing through our bodies all the time for, you know, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and, you know, radio signals that have been going for a long time, electrical pulses, things like that. So much, th- so many things are moving through us. If you think about it, at any point in time, how much porn is passing through you from people's Wi-Fi connections, <laughs> right? Like that's just like inside just of your body. It's literally the in there. We just the don't have the board. tools in our body to decode what that is. But like theoretically, if we were a modem or whatever it is that picks it up, the router, whatever, whatever it is that distills that from being energy in the air into being something that someone can look at on the screen, that is going through us. That is there. Is there a way that we can pick up on that? From within you, ourselves, you get, not if you don't you pay like for horny. it. You got to pay for subscription, bro. But do you think you like get horny? Like, do you think things could like fuck with you if, like, let's say you're, somebody's like watching some chick get railed, like next to you, and that and it that blasts through you? Do you think that like part of you perceptually picks some of that up? And you're like titties bouncing and shit. I don't like, think I can, but maybe those voice to skull people can. Yeah, yeah. dude. So in, in, a, in a very woo woo way. Head. In a very woo-woo way, Nate, you are that same one that's getting railed. At, you know, like we are all You're one. You're talking so. some Mike You're getting railed from a signal yeah. going yeah. through you. We had Mike Dank on the other day, and he was explaining to us that, like, well, I, and he's not wrong in some ways, that basically we're all God experiencing everything all at once and stuff. And so I was like, so when I jerk off, I'm having, like, what did I say? Is like, if I, if I got, like, my dick sucked Him or something, my dick Micah or something, like, He's like, like he's like he's like well not like that no 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 yeah. <laughs> i've heard him interview Sorry. a lot and i've never heard him ask that question that's great 
Yeah, uh, we were getting a little raunchy. Well, I think he, he cut it off after a minute because I was asking fucking questions like that. So. I was just looking at your stuff. I was like, oh, that's a shorter episode than yeah. some of your other ones. Yeah, he, he started up. We were both like two or three drinks in. And he was like, I'm just going to read off of this PowerPoint. Yeah, he's like, oh. you guys are here to laugh. So he says, it seems like you guys want to have fun. I'm trying to blow your minds. And I was like, okay, boring. Blow my dick and yeah. my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so inappropriate why did we wait to get sexual for when abby came back in now i'm embarrassed with I'm the like, baby for the baby, baby. Oh my god At least he's asleep he's, asleep. he's fine oh <laughs> babies it is, it is a trippy thought to think about though even if you you know stepping away from porn just like all the information uh you know that anybody's looking at or you know like how is that how is that out there like i don't understand enough how the internet works to like understand what what we're picking up for Wi-Fi or whatever and how that gets translated that, you know, uh, all the information on the internet is that in the air right here at any point in time that, we can, that we can grab what it. What was that fucking... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, what was that globalist hellhole uh, thing that just happened? Was that... Uh, was that... Uh, uh, the, oh, Davos? Davos, right? Yeah. And there was this lady that was giving a presentation on, like... A mind reading. Do you guys? Are you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, I haven't looked. You know, I haven't listened mm -hmm. into it yet. So she she played this animated like sketch, and she's like, "Look, this is what the future could be like." And so it's like this bitch sitting in an office, and she's like trying to like keep her thoughts like pure, basically, and in it on work. But she like sees her coworker, and she's like, "I bet he has a fat hog," and <laughs> you know, and then she's like, "All right, no, I can't think about that." Okay. I'm back to work. And so like I, her, her, her boss is monitoring everyone's oh, thoughts in place. So you got to keep your thoughts pure because you're being watched by your boss. That's by your boss. really disturbing. And so they're like, Oh, you've, you've been doing really good this quarter. So we're giving you another bonus. And so she got another bonus. And then her, her other coworker, uh, she shows up to work the next day and he's getting arrested because he's been doing like corporate espionage or something. And so the one with uh, the fat hog. No, of course. Uh, but like, well, how fat was the hog? <laughs> you gotta have a fat hog to pull that shit off. <laughs> well, I always think about like, are, is old stuff that we put out there still floating around? Like, if you remember the classic movie Pixels with Adam Sandler, it's about the the aliens get a message from us. And it's for all from like TV from like oh the from 80s. the eighties yeah yeah and then they they finally receive that and they like see it as a threat and they try to attack us but there's been like stuff like that from like Twilight Zone or whatever when you hear you hear a signal and it's like old commercials from the fifties well, radios or stuff plays and stuff like that is it all just should, we'll bouncing around? I was talking like with Elena Freeland. Um, she got into the idea that all that stuff is always still going. Every radio broadcast that we've ever sent out is still going. I think she calls it the space fence that she believes uh, is surrounding the Earth. If you believe it's all of these these geo engine geofencing, ge yeah, geofencing, um, and that that's like continuously building up, and that like it's gotten to like where that's like really thick, and it's it's affecting our the way we can see the universe from the Earth, and like she's uh, she's got some pretty wild ideas, uh, but I've I've heard that in different ways from different people and in science fiction movies and stories like my whole life, the idea that like, yeah, you know, you send out a radio signal and it keeps going. If, if aliens did hear something from us, they'd be hearing our earliest broadcasts right now that are only making it, you know, however far at this point, because it would travel relatively slow, I assume. 
you well, know wasn't the, that like the that was like the plot line for a, a galaxy quest right they like got the old tv show those aliens mm-hmm. right and so then they i, never uh, saw I, that. I haven't like, seen it okay it's basically like original star trek is what they thought like our world was like mm-hmm. like in the oh, aliens okay. showed up okay. and like yeah, it's but yeah, not, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels it feels very like uh, egocentric to assume that aliens would give a shit about. Uh, it would be like like the mosquito buzzing in your ear. The mosquito might be telling you about like all the benefits of drinking blood and like how great being a mosquito and how you should save their their civilization because they're under this big threat and like please. But all you just hear is bah, 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 and you're just like get the fuck out of here. You know? oh, here. <laughs> and no, it seems like that would be the aliens right going by and they just hear this blast of just like nonsense digital noise and it's just yeah. like yeah. Oh, digital annoying. noise and images and it's all also weird to think it's be like what's wrong with those people so if yeah. this is true then this this what we're doing right now is out there forever bouncing around yes yep yeah, yeah. that wow. would be this is, us in the ass. this is this is passing through everyone this is bodies. being swatted away by, by something out there for sure well i, I think it's it. more of just a rearrangement like you're not creating anything right because because energy can't be created or destroyed in that regard, oh. so we're just kind of well, rearranging it. Like we just walked into it, like yeah. the the kitchen and just like moved shit around a little bit. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that uh, I was listening, I was on the TikTok this morning while I was taking a poop, <laughs> and uh, my friend and you guys know who this is, Tess uh, Testimona. You oh, remember sure. her? Mm. She she had a thing and she was talking about how she got called in for a job interview. And so she like went like went over there and they were like they like sat her down and they're like we've looked you up. We've looked at your music and we've looked at your podcast and we've listened to them. <laughs> and she was like okay, like like why did you even call me in then? You're wasting my time. And they're like no, we think that you have a big attitude and we like, anyways, long story short, they were like, they were going to like fucking give her the job. It, it was weird as fuck, but like they sat her down and listened to all her shit before they even called her Did they in. smash that and, like button? Well, that was the thing though, they were really excited. They were like, you have a big social media presence. You, you might bring people to the bar. We like that. And then it was like, what the fuck is this? That's weird. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't had to look for a job since before that was a factor. That's insane. Do you I want the like same social job media me? presence? Like you want like a fucking, like a TikToker as your bartender? Yeah, I guess. They're like going to be making viral videos and bringing I suppose in. that would be a factor if you were. Yeah, if you're a bartender. If, if you want to like, make money, right? world yeah. we're entering is what I'm saying. Because there's, a lot, of, there's yeah. a lot of bars out there, too, where the owners really don't want to make money. They just want to own a place to drink with their friends. Yeah. So yeah. I think that there's like a line, right? But if you truly don't care about that aspect of it and you just want asses in the seats and people buying mozzarella sticks for ten dollars a basket right oh, then yeah you want the tiktokers all working there you want every you want the the bar back to have like ten thousand yeah. followers right oh oh, oh like getting getting a selfies. job will come with some tiktok training they're going to show you what you need <laughs> yeah. to be doing with your social yeah. media because if you're going to be soon, if you're going to be a face of our you're going to have to live stream yourself doing your job and shit you're yeah. going to have to be like oh going live mm-hmm. yeah i remember have like a I little first... ring light and everything when I first started at my job, the auto body shop, I was in the office. And then I remember 
like snooping some of my coworkers when I was getting to know them. And the guy who was in the parts department it was not you. It was before you worked with me. Uh, he had like take his profile picture on MySpace or what, maybe it was Facebook by then it was, was him in the parts room. And I remember thinking, what a douchebag he's taking selfies back there when he's supposed to work. And like, <laughs> now like that's just what everybody's doing all the time. They're just taking selfies. What up? What up? I'm about to change this oil. Remember to hit that <laughs> bell. Yo, <laughs> hello, fresh Tim Twenty. Uh, dude, that's actually it's it's a trend now with like chefs to put a GoPro on and just live stream themselves while they're at work. Like, oh, dude, one of the worst the one of the worst chef trends now are like the dudes that that cook things, but they just stare at the camera the entire time. So they're oh, like God. chopping things and like mixing like things. <laughs> and, uh, like you can't because there's that some Arabic guy that like does that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Name, you, you, you know like, exactly what I'm talking about. Making like huge food. kebabs, yeah. and it's like just yeah, look he just at got the like food, a huge dude. Like, sword that he's chopping stuff. It's with not even not, that impressive that you're looking at the camera. It's more irritating than impressive. Right? Yeah, that guy creeps <laughs> me out a little bit. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is creepy. And then like his some of his other videos are him doing like humanitarian stuff, like with like crippled and deformed people. It's he's looking at the camera. He's like and he's like helping like some like crippled person. Yeah, like. I don't know. Like it's some. I, I like love watching that because it's so. You never look so your food weird. in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Well, I was talking about Africa the other night. Uh, where where were we, Thomas? We we're at. Uh, I was talking about Africa because we were talking about the weirdest food, right? Uh, oh yeah, was, and you uh, mentioned that you went to South Africa on some mission to talk eat. the tavern. Yeah, yeah and you ate what was it, dude? You ate you ate Nazi fingers Monkey or something. A monkey gland burger. No, I also no, ate and Vienna sausages. That, Vienna that was the sausages, weirdest yeah. thing that came out of that whole call. But yeah, yeah. So you ate monkey gland burger. But one yeah. thing you were saying, like, don't look at your food in the eye. That is traditional when you eat a monkey because you have to start, like, the tail and, like, the and then eat the asshole. And then you eat the head last because you don't want it to look at you while you eat it. Otherwise, it's bad luck because they, like, can look into your soul while you're fucking eating a monkey. You know, I've thought like there's not a meat that I wouldn't try, and I think I might not try monkey, especially if I'd have to eat its asshole first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it might have a sweet. sweet It seems like it would be rude to to do anything else with the monkey if you don't at least (laughs) eat its asshole. I've had some crispy like like, fried bungalows. I've been to like some weird Cambodian and Vietnam kind of restaurants, and they serve asshole straight up asshole. But then, aren't, like, isn't that what the calamari is now? Anyway, pig buttholes. Like, haven't you heard about that? I mean, that? I don't care as long as it tastes good. Give me a good yummy sauce to dip it in. If they fry it, right? Yeah, there was a I eat ass in real life, so why wouldn't I eat some fucking? Don't <laughs> <laughs> say that in front of the ladies. <laughs> it's her asshole that I oh, eat. God, no, you're making it worse. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. She knows about it. This <laughs> <laughs> is news, right? Oh my god. Oh, what? <laughs> but have you literally? I don't heard... worry. You're asleep. It's cool. He's <laughs> a heavy sleeper. Uh, the pig butthole thing was was news. They were saying that the, they were trying to pass off pig rectum as calamari, and if you go the and rings. You, you get the calamari that's bigger than you're expecting it to be, uh, the rings, right? Mm. The, not the tentacles, or you See, get a I plate that's all rings. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I could tell the difference as well. It's big. It's going to be really chewy. It's going to be chewy no matter what. Yeah, they'll take a pig like uh, it's their colon and they'll slice it up like this. So it's like the ringlets. You know what I'm talking about? Calamari rings. Yeah. Calamari is supposed to be squid, eh? Yeah, it is. The tube part. 
You know, like the two. Yeah, they got like a tube body that you get his rings. But yeah, they're passing. They're saying that they're they're passing it off as that, so that you might go and get calamari and not realize that they are. And you're getting some sweet pig butthole. Yeah, I mean, score. I mean, look at I get some. That's cheap at half the price. I'm sure. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like people who might eat fish, right? But don't eat pork. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But well, butthole is different. Well, and it goes back to what we were talking about way, way back of the hidden ingredients aspect. You know, yeah. like just because you think that just because it says this is the ingredients doesn't necessarily mean it really is. So, yeah, for like uh, for the Greener Postures membership this month, I was doing stuff with tallow. So I, I, sh- I put a video out there of me rendering beef fat and then I put a, another recipe out there of how I make the tallow balm, like the lotion stuff. And I was telling people if they couldn't find grass fed beef fat to render themselves that there's a brand called epic that's out there they make like grass-fed bison jerky and stuff like that but they have rendered animal fats that are supposed to be grass-fed pasture whatever so i went out and bought a jar of that because i wanted to see what it was like and i had it sitting on the counter next to my jar of rendered tallow and this jar my rendered tallow is rock solid at our room temperature this stuff is like half liquid with like chunks of solid. In it, it looks like margarine does when you leave margarine out. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not, ta- this is not hundred percent tallow. It says on the jar that it's tallow. It doesn't smell the same as mine and it doesn't look the same as mine. And now I'm like, no, don't actually buy that. Guys. And if it, if it isn't, it, it might not have vegetable oil or something like that. Maybe it is all, all beef, but they've added something else. that's making it separate in a different way. Yeah. It's, it's not just the pure on product. the jar. It says it's a separation is natural. Um, please refrigerate after opening and tallow is shelf stable. You don't, if it's rendered properly, it doesn't have water in it. It doesn't need to be put in the fridge. And so it's like, it doesn't need to be put in the fridge and it shouldn't be wa- like liquid at room temperature. What is the stuff in that jar? Mm-hmm. You'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to have like a sweet laboratory where I could test shit and bust people, but it doesn't no. exist. No, I'm no. not a scientist. What is the tuna at Subway? Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's, you heard all that. Like, it's, it's gone to court and stuff. And like yeah, I've heard stuff they, about the tuna. But it's not really fish. Say that someone was saying that it, it wasn't even, it, there was no fucking fish product in it at all. Yeah. Oh, man. Imagine yeah, the balls on the person, though, that, that walks into a Subway and it's like, I can't believe this garbage you've been serving me the last 20 years. I yeah, thought right. this was a respectable sandwich. <laughs> Artisan just, like, every were, every yeah. five <laughs> days a week lunch i got the tuna sandwich and after 20 years now i'm questioning <laughs> next you're gonna tell me pig. that this bologna was not from like an actual pig was it from, yeah, bologna? <laughs> from bologna there was some i can't remember what it was one of the last times i went to subway which is quite a while ago but it was like i want to say it couldn't have been this but it said something to the effect of like all meats are turkey based like on their menu which I mean, I, I, roast beef couldn't be turkey based, could it? Right? Like you know, I, like what? But I mean, you can shove some time, rib meat into just about anything that needs to be yeah. caramel coloring and right. It's it was coloring, exactly. Yeah. It's roast beef. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like and there's roast that, beef flavor. That's what they'll add. Meat? Like, yeah. I mean, like, maybe, maybe they're all turkey based, and they're just like uh, they got enough natural and artificial flavoring to make it taste like Taco Bell. When you're getting, they'll they'll call it a beefy milk. Cause it's not beef, it's beefy. It's beefy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's beefy. beefish. Cheese. Yeah, it's cheese. It just happens to melt. Beefy. <laughs> it's beefy. I've been seeing a lot of things recently about like the chemical, the fake. I don't know, like fake vitamins and fake like, uh, like so if you think something has 
riboflavin or whatever the hell it is or b2 it it says it does but it's actually synthetic so it They're doesn't synthetic, actually yeah. give yeah. you any nutrients or anything yeah, like it doesn't. yeah i didn't know anything about this there's a lot <laughs> yeah you ha really have to source your vitamins correctly and also they're almost like all the synthetic shit is like made in china and so like people were oh, were saying too is like like those guys don't give a fuck so like they might have just like cooked up a vat of like fake like viagra it's and then they scoop it out and then they and then they made you vitamin c yeah. and all of a sudden you're getting rock hard their vitamins their when... collagen supplements are just made off hair hair off of dead bodies or whatever yeah. <laughs> oh jesus christ i hope that's not true is that a thing i don't know i just made it up so probably yeah it probably is but it's like you just you don't absorb it you just pee this stuff out and it, you think you're taking care of yourself and you're not it's yeah it's disturbing <laughs> and then even when you don't want to take vitamins they put that in your food that's what i was mentioning earlier it's like all this enriched stuff that you yes. you know like all the nutrients added it's vitamins and minerals and cereals and bread and all when, that other and stuff. this is going to blow your mind a little bit but the the name behind um, that enriched iron specifically in, in breakfast cereals for children. There's a guy named, by the name of Dr. Abram Hoffer, and he was popular in two fields. One was the early LSD research that had to do with CIA and MK Ultra, um, but he was also one of the main researchers of adrenochrome in the early 1950s. And I think that he, I don't think he dubbed this field, but he was the, one of the biggest contributors to what they call orthomolecular medicine, which is essentially the concept of taking a whole bunch of extra supplements and vitamins and things um, to help, you know, to like help your body out. And I think that he was one of the biggest early advocates for niacin as well, putting niacin and uh, yeah. enriching all kinds of stuff. But if you look up the name Abram Hoffer, he's credited with being one of the guys that that gave us this enriched uh, cereal culture that we've got now. Mm, that is extremely interesting. Thank you. Hey, this, uh, this is what Kellogg. I'm digging into right now. Yeah. I'm a notepad. Because <laughs> fucking Dr. Kellogg was a weird one too. If you guys are familiar, oh with yeah, the story. yeah. yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah, it was originally was. called like the the sanitarium cereal company or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had like he, yeah, he had ran a sanitarium. Yeah, it was and all based was around not masturbating. Tons of money. Yeah, he didn't want little boys masturbating, and so he thought uh -huh. it would like because was he well, was it was, like, it was eugenics based. Adventist cult yeah. guy too, and so like it's all back to the Seven Day Adventist man. They got some yeah. creepy shit. Yeah, Seven Day Adventist. Yeah, no jerking off. Bland diets to help with that. Lots of fiber. Uh -huh. No yeah. meat. So cornflakes is supposed to stop little boys from jerking off. Is he was thinking I, about baby yes. penis too much? That's horrible. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. The why, why, why is he even thinking about that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, guys, we've got to put some kids to bed here pretty soon, so we should probably tidy up. This has been so fun. I feel like we could go for a while longer. It's great talking to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to have you guys on. Tell everybody what you guys are up to. So, Lanny, you started your own show, didn't you? Like your own. Yeah. Uh... Um, so everything we do is under the Greener Postures umbrella. So you can find anything we do at GreenerPostures.com. Uh, Greener Postures. <laughs> there we go. GreenerPostures.com uh, slash podcast will have feeds to any of the podcasts that we're doing. But my show is the Greener Postures podcast where I'm talking about 
food and and you know january was all about nourishing foods february i'm going into canning and i'm doing a workshop on february 26th at 3 p.m pacific um live on zoom for people who want to sign up that's going to be about canning so i'll show you how i do canning in my kitchen we'll go over pressure canning and water bath canning then i'm doing another workshop in march that'll be sourdough so that should be fun um, yeah, so the podcast is going to kind of have a theme every month and then I'll do a workshop and, and then there's extra content for people who want to become members, which I got a Patreon now. And then there's also a way to get, get around Patreon if you don't want to support them and go straight through me. And that's all under greenerpostures.com slash membership. Hell yeah. Chad, what do you got going on? Well, I've been, uh, I've been kind of taking a little bit of a hiatus from podcasting and just jumping back in as of yesterday. We're going to get back to doing uh, the world as it is today, where we focus on family and homesteading issues, things like that from our, from our anarcho perspective. Um, so that's, that's going to pick right back up. I'm also still hanging out with Adam and Deborah. Uh, he's restructured over there a little bit. He's doing more episodes where it's just him and Deborah doing headlines, but we're doing other cool stuff. That's uh, a lot of it's behind a paywall. Um, but it's, uh, like we're doing movie reviews and some, some round table stuff and yeah, that's all going right. Real great. Hell yeah, brother. Um, Thomas, throw some plugs out, brother. Yeah, dude. Well, well, first of all, uh, I always like throwing my MK ultra pamphlet out there. You can look, I got one of those. We've got that. Yeah. You can see it at a MK comic.com. You can see like the, at least the first third of it or something. And then also, since we got kids on the call tonight, I got a series of coloring books that have been doing really well and seem to be really popular. There's American the American cryptids. cryptids. Right? That's the big one is American cryptids. I've got paranoid portraits. Um, I've got one called the cult of the all seeing eye. These are all ages. And then I got another newer one here, which is modern American Lovecraft. And it's got, over 30 or it's got 30 different pages here for oh, you to, to color great. in so yeah so if, if you're looking for something to keep the kids occupied with they're all really cheap they're all under 10 bucks one of them's like eight bucks uh but yeah paranoid american you can look it up on amazon and uh this along with a bunch of comics and a whole bunch of other cool stuff awesome Fuck yes and I feel like there's probably some shit that I should plug, but I don't even know. Oh, uh, anybody that has so any any listeners, do you have like a fucking wild ghost story? Uh, we're going to be working on our paranormal documentary. So I'm looking for some folks to share some ghost stories with us. Uh, and I'm going to be I got one for doing you. some interviews. Yeah, man, I, you're definitely going to be on it if you want, dude. We'll have you on the fucking you'll be on the fucking doc. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we love you guys. This is fucking great. We should talk more often. Yeah, yeah for sure. This has been great. It's good to see you too back there, Abby. <laughs> and the baby's a little quieter right now, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once they fall asleep, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're cute again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe I won't drive this one off the cliff. You take <laughs> it's a keeper. All right. Peace out, everybody. See you guys. Thanks.